Welcome to the Music Retail Show. Having conversations about the musical instrument industry to take you and your business farther. The Music Retail Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. Man, this is going to be a good one. We actually have Seb from Reverb.com that we are going to be Skyping in with and having a great conversation about where their company started, what they're doing now, and where they think they're going into the future. Reverb has been a huge uh, company for a lot of uh, music retailers out there. They've been a huge help, and I think you'll absolutely enjoy this episode. Give it a listen, and we'll see you on the other side. All right. Hey, we are back for another episode. And Richard, I have to say this is actually one of the first times we've ever done what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, you're, you're making me nervous sitting so close to me. I know, I know. It used, I know. To, it's, used to you be across We're, we're set up a little means. different. We're set oh, up a little different. Oh, I know what it means. It means that we are Skyping in with a great friend. And I uh, hope everybody can uh, see Seb over here. We got Seb from Reverb. That's right. So today is going to be super fun. We're Skyping. This is our first mm-hmm. time Skyping. I'm a little nervous, but I have a lot of confidence it in is. Ian. And well, yeah. uh, I, it's going to be a blast. Seb is the greatest guy in the world. Uh, Seb, Easy to talk to. how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on with you both. Yes, well, thank Happy you. Happy to be your first guinea video chat too i know you are you are so yeah this is going to be fun it's going to be exciting but before we start i want to ask one question how's your family family's doing fantastic uh trying to figure out what to get the oldest for christmas Uh, we had you know had her writing down a little list for santa claus and all she could write was a blue turtle so has any suggestions (laughs) now how old is she three and a half three and a half is she really that old yeah, man. Oh my goodness, I did not think that because I remember when you couldn't make it out here. Uh, that was number. That's kid number two. Oh, oh was it? Two, so you have right. two. Wow! Two congratulations. Girls. Awesome. You that's know, ago, you know, man. you're gonna have another one, don't you? Oh God! You know, the wife is on the fence about it. I wouldn't mind one, but you know, I don't have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, Whatever she wants, I'm okay with. Hey, you have to go from, you know, you go from uh, man-to-man defense to zone. That really shows your parenting skills. So. Yeah. Sam, I see four in your future, man. Oh, four. You, you look know, like... that's the number that settled on early. Really? Now that we've had two. Chicago's kind of expensive, you know? Like, I got you. I got you. I got you. You seem like a guy that can handle four. That's... I, I appreciate that. I think I could, but, uh, you know, I need to make a lot more money if I'm a sport. sport. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to the owner uh, of Reverb at NAMM for you, man. I'm going to go to bat for you. Thanks. So Yeah. Well, here's something that's crazy, and we'll jump into the podcast. This is more uh, a social side. Today is my grandson's third birthday. Well, happy birthday. I have a grandson, dude. You talk about scary. This is grandpa right here. Oh. Richard, you look great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you know what's funny is is when he, he came over uh, a while ago, and I just wasn't paying attention, and I hear, Grandpa, 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 and I'm doing stuff. I, didn't, I stopped and go, he's talking to me. You talk about scary the first time it hits you, because what, what is a grandpa supposed to feel like? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey, you want to go ride the four-wheeler? You want to go play in the mud? I mean, that's what I think. But, uh, but at the same time, it's crazy. you love it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He's great. He's great. So super excited. When we get done here, I'm going to call him, wish him a happy birthday, and I'm heading to South Carolina. So I get to see him, get to hang out. We're going to Chuck E. Cheese tomorrow. Ooh, Nothing man. better than that, man. I'm excited. So anyways. Back you want to the, jump on in? Yeah, we got to jump in the podcast. Yeah, let's I'll jump sit on here in. and talk about this kids is exciting. And stuff and this is a big deal. This is a big deal for us because uh, we respect Reverb as a uh, uh, as a great company. We yes. absolutely do. So we're excited about this, and we've been looking forward to this for several months. Yeah, yeah, long time coming. Happy that we're finally here doing it. Yeah, yeah. good. Well, Seb, <laughs> give us a little bit of backstory of of uh, your history. Uh, two questions. I want to know. Uh, how long Reverb has been Reverb, and we'll dive deeper into that, but uh, yeah. particularly you, how long have you been there, and what exactly do you do over there? All right. So Reverb's been around for about five, six years now, which um, is insane to think mm-hmm. that it's only been around that long. I, I, a lot of people feel like, oh, hasn't it been around forever at this yeah. point in time? Yeah, yeah. And I've been around coming up on my, my third year with Reverb. Um, and to me, that's even crazier to think that now I've been with this company for almost half of its life. Yeah. Um, so, dear God, I've had a child <laughs> during this time. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so in terms of my particular role here is I am the director of seller engagement. So essentially what that means is I'm working with all of our best sellers all around the world to make sure that they are you know, optimizing their presence on Reverb, trying to help them increase their sell through, making sure they're listing consistently. You know, almost kind of acting like a Reverb business consultant. Okay. Um, that takes a number of different forms. So like here in the United States, for instance, you know, I'm really making sure that we are working with our best sellers on the platform. And no, not all of them are retailers. You know, we have a, a number of individuals who, you know, flip gear on the side and it is a, yeah. a full-time job. Some people do it for hobby. Fantastic. I want to make sure that they have all the tools they need to be successful. And then uh, I'm also doing it uh, internationally as well. So I actually just came back from our Amsterdam office yeah. about a month ago. Okay. You know, and, and really mm. yeah, work with the team there to make sure that we're figuring out what do what do German buyer and sellers need? What do French buyer and sellers need? Wow. Part of real deal is, you know, we have a we have over a million listings available worldwide. Wow. You know? Oh my goodness. That's insane. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. It's, it's totally insane. I remember, like, I accidentally stumbled upon that. I'm like, why haven't we, like, screamed about this? We have a million listings on our platform. That's awesome. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. Is so, that yeah. any, Oh, good. Was that anywhere near your guys' predictions of what you would be looking forward to in the future? I mean, are you guys ahead of the schedule, or are you, what, where are you at? You know, this is probably just more of just a, a general business thing. When, when you're growing so fast, it's less of a a target and more of a, like a benchmark because yeah. you, know? mm. you, you don't quite know, you know, we're, we're not established. It's not like we've done this for 25 years and we know what levers to pull sure. to, to grow with 3% and all of that, you know, like right now, which we are just trying to do as much as we can to get sellers on the platform, to get those items into other buyers hands, wherever they live around the world. You know, yeah. we got to a million listings, I think faster than I had anticipated, which yeah. is why it snuck up on us. Yeah. But, it's not like I, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, when are we going to get two million? Yeah, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, like I want, I want the next million listings to be, you know, just great stuff that I know that people want. You know, like yeah. this is like, MI is a crowded market. You know, uh, that's a crowded field. There's a lot of inventory on there that we all know is not going to sell. You know, sure, like sure. Uh, 
I don't want a million different color kazoos on the platform. Even though <laughs> <laughs> I need next million listings to be that, just so we get to two million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, tell us the history of of how Reverb came to uh, to open up into this market. Absolutely. So our uh, our CEO and founder David Kalt, um, he he had purchased Chicago Music Exchange, you know, several several years back. I think over a decade at this point, and. And Reaver was ultimately born out of his frustrations with buying and selling online, primarily, you know, through eBay at the time. And uh, a large part of that being, you know, eBay is is kind of a, you know, I mean, there are competitors, so I have no problem talking ill about them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, but they're kind of, a, kind of a mess, particularly when it comes to when you're searching. You know, if you were to type in Fender on eBay, you're going to get a nice mixture of, of everything. Picks. And guitar parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, car parts. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's not it's not really a a curated experience. And you know, and Reverb was born out of this idea where there are enough musicians in the world, you know, that that would come to a website to buy and sell music here, get a load of some great content, get a better understanding of you know the the market value of whatever it is that they're trying to sell, you know, and really just provide a a better experience, um, you know, and Frankly, this this isn't really unique to Reverb. There are a lot of real niche marketplaces yeah. that you know are, are putting the value beyond just having the lowest price. Yes, you know? yes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people are willing to pay for for an experience, and people are, are are you know they want content, they want reasons to keep coming back. And and one of my biggest takeaways when I first started working at Reverb was, man, Reverb should be the place charging ten percent, not not eBay because exactly. we already you know. Mm-hmm. So the fact. You know, we can have the lowest, you know, one of the lowest fees in the industry yeah. and still provide that great experience. Like, that's a win-win for everyone, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, so, now, was that David's uh, part of his plan? I don't think so. You know, it's yeah. like any sort of innovation, right? It, it's typically born out of frustration, and then mm-hmm. you start trying to figure out what's the best way to move forward. Um, you know, I'm happy to say that, you know, DK, while he still owns um, he still owns uh, CME, you know, he's, he's removed from it. He is in the Reverb office. Every single day, he is our CEO. Um, so it, it's really nice to kind of have that that leadership in house around twenty four seven, and and you know he's he's a very present figure. Yeah. Okay. How long was the process actually? Like, if it, the frustration started, and then obviously the brainstorming started happening. Walk walk through that process. How long did that take until you guys hit that button that it went live? You know, I you know I, I wasn't there. I wish I was. Um, but the stories that I've heard, you know, it, it, it started with a group of, of four or five people with with the dream of what it could be. And then, you know, like any sort of test, right, you, you kind of get something out there. You, you start trying to see, you know, are, are, are people navigating the site correctly? You know, where are people clicking? How long do people live on the Web page? Do you have any do you have things that people want to buy? You know, and I you know, I should have looked up how long it took from the actual beginning of typing that first line of code. Yeah. To when they actually published it live, I think maybe it was around like five, six months. Oh wow! I don't know. That's That's quick, quick. right? That is quick. (laughs) Uh, Also, considering the number of people that were around at the time, Mm, you know, like certainly less than (laughs) ten. Now you you said uh, you said a a key word here, and that's frustration. Now I want to kind of I have a question that I want to kind of move to the top, so to speak. It's at the bottom of my list, and that word is customer service because it lends to what we're talking about. Uh, With that, obviously there was frustration, 
And and something that we hear, and and this is something I think the last couple episodes that we've done, the people that we've interviewed has said the same thing, and that is how good customer service is and how easy that you guys make it to sell on your platform. Is that is that part of that frustration and and what came out of it? One hundred percent. You know, um, I mean, eBay, Amazon. If you have an issue, who are you going to call? You have, you have no idea where to look, you know, where you hop onto Reverb.com, and if there's an issue, there's a nice orange chat button that comes up, yeah. you know, and, and it's ready. You know, we have a, a full staff of musicians. You're going to be talking to knowledgeable people who actually understand the issue that you have. Um, like, one of my favorite things is, um, you know, so Reverb, we offer uh, you know, shipping labels and, and shipping protection and all that sort of stuff. And one, one of the things that, that came up is uh, a buyer called the seller after having received the item saying that oh the the finish on this guitar you know has has faded due to the amount of time it spent in the back of a of a hot truck you know um and the seller you know kind of spoke to us because they purchased our shipping protection and we got our our resolutions team involved and and we paid out you know the 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 seller because it was like oh you know like yeah that's something that happens Mm. we get it we understand that that is a legit thing that happens guitars we understand this issue you know and and we were able to provide you know a great experience for both the buyer and seller in this one instance for something that we know ups would never do yes. you know try to get on the ups you know it's like we get it we're musicians yeah. when you let us know about an issue with your guitar with the headstock with anything we've got you covered because we've seen it before mm. yeah users from other platforms are probably going my goodness i can't get this experience anywhere else absolutely and I will add to that, you know, we have a number of really, really fantastic sellers. And, you know, they're also the ones doing great customer service. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's um, what, you know, the, the rising tide lifts all boats. Yes. You know, and because Reverb is it's just such a great curate experience, we only want the best of the best sellers on the platform who we know are going to offer a great experience. You know, I have 100% you know, confidence that, you know, all the, all the Merck dealers who are on the platform also know how to go and take care of their customers within our platform. Yeah. And we don't really need to step in whenever, you know, we need to arbitrate something. Yeah. You know? Mm. So it's it's fantastic, you know, just the entire experience. Yeah, so what you're saying is uh, through all this, anybody that is selling on your platform there's a little button on there that it's a chat button. They can just type in their question and at their fingertips they have somebody at any time. Is that accurate? At any well, I'd say about maybe twenty hours out of the day. Okay, working to be twenty four seven because you know since we have people in Amsterdam and we just opened up an office in Japan as well, oh. so we're working twenty four seven coverage. But definitely, if you're in the United States, um, pretty much from seven a.m. to nine p.m., there'll be someone in the United States office. So you guys, um, for the people that are listening out there, they can sell international with you guys. It's not just well, here in the. Okay. And how long has that been going on? Uh, day one. You know, and, and that's the great thing about, you know, we, we primarily started as uh, a vintage guitar site, you know, and that evolved into, um, you know, obviously other categories, but no surprise, used is, is a huge component of what makes Reverb, you know, so successful. And the great yeah. thing about used inventory is that it's all unique. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that the person who wants to buy your... You know, your guitar doesn't live in Japan or doesn't live in Germany. Sure, yeah. Um, it's trying to make that connection happen and happen mm-hmm. faster 
Um, and of course, we have tools to try and make it easier. We have a shipping estimator to let you know how much it should cost to ship to Europe. Um, again, if you have no idea what to do there, you just hop into that chat box and we will coach you through it. Um, you know, in addition to that, if say you finally do sell your item, uh, you can actually purchase a, an international shipping label that has all the custom stuff filled out. So, mm -hmm. oh, that's easy. Yeah, as long as you're not selling rosewood, super easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I think one of the biggest uh, deals you guys kind of rolled it out just recently, uh, but your data mining is spectacular. So it's yeah. now easier than ever before for somebody to be able to type in, uh, like the example one of the articles I read, hey, if you want to sell a, a 72 Gibson Les Paul and Cherry, you can type that in. And now Reaver, yeah. because of all the experience and listings you've had, can kind of compile all that and make that easier now than ever. So explain, kind of explain that process and why that's a big deal. Well, you know, Reverb is... If you if you are a gearhead and, and you know instruments, you know Reverb's always been uh, a fairly easy platform. We give you you know the make model fields, you know exactly what you're selling, you know. But but try to reach out to that next wave of sellers, you know, maybe someone who is a little bit less familiar with what it is they actually have. Um, just trying to make it easier for them to put that listing up on Reverb so they can sell it, get that cash, and ideally reinvest it back into something on Reverb. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's the game plan. Um, <laughs> that's actually a recent change that we made and it was it was you know born from not just presenting data better to potential sellers on the platform but we also analyze a lot of our data to see hey where do people drop off creating a listing you know where, where do they have some trouble how can we make this easier for them would you know, they drop so off um I well, think about your own browsing experience. You know, like say you go to a website, you're reading an article. Yeah. I mean, how long are you on the page reading that article? Are you actually reading every single word? Are you skimming and then exiting gotcha. out? Are you actually reading the ads or clicking through? Like, we built this web website from scratch. We have all of that data, and if we know that, hey, th these are totally hypothetical numbers, but say, hey, seventy-five percent of the people who go to our old listing screen, they stop when they get the price because they have no idea what to put in. Well, it's a no-brainer to figure out a way to let people know what they should price their item at, right? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So essentially what we created and rolled out, um, I think around late summer, was just a more unified experience where you can type in that 72 Gibson, you know, in Cherry. We can let you know what it, what it typically sells for on the platform. We fill in all of that uh, metadata for you. We tell you it's an electric guitar so you don't accidentally put acoustic guitar, things like that. Make yeah. it super easy. So all you have to do is take good pictures and write a good description. Well, on, on that topic of pictures, that's something that's kind of a, a quote unquote yeah. trigger word with me. What is some of the, the the things that people that are listening to this that maybe want to, or maybe they've put a few guitars or whatever they're uh, listing on, or or they did, maybe they do a ton. What are some of the things that you find that you could share with them that would make it easy, easier and probably sell more? For me, I would say pictures, but, but you're, the, you're the professional. Tell us. Um, so everything, I mean, everything comes down to presentation, right? Mm -hmm. I would say the more pictures, the better. You get 25 pictures per listing. Um, and in particular, you need to make sure that you're taking really good pictures of any kind of, you know, the dents or, or dings. In it, uh, and that's more just to prevent any sort of you know dispute down the line. If you know a buyer were to say, "Hey, you didn't take a picture of this sort of thing," yeah. but you know, as 
as we live more and more in this like digital e-commerce world, people are more and more comfortable buying big ticket items online. Mm-hmm. You know, like my downstairs neighbor, they just purchased a three thousand um, dollar sofa online. You oh know, my like goodness! Sectional sofa. You know, and they're like, yeah, we never even sat in it, but the reviews were good. Oh you my know? goodness! And that, and but that one hundred percent applies to, to yeah. reverb. Like I'm not gonna lie, even when I started here, I thought, hey, how many people like really buy like guitars online? Like I feel like I need to play. And I'll tell you, plenty of people have yeah. no issues. Yeah, a billion dollars <laughs> worth, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, absolutely. Um, I mean, even even from the other side, I mean, I realize this is true of the culture of buying and selling online. I mean, the the mattress world has exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, people yeah. buying online and people just showing, giving uh, testament to that. People are just becoming more and more comfortable in, in trusting platforms that they can buy things that they, they want to buy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which is why Pictures is number one. You know, uh, while someone might not be able to, to actually hold it and get that, that feel of the instrument... Um, pictures help tell that story. And, and yeah. frankly, you know, a lot of our buyers, they're sophisticated. They know what that, you know, what that SG should should feel like, how heavy it is. You know, it's likely not an impulse purchase. <laughs> sure, sure. And, uh, and you guys' you know. customer service and probably return uh, stuff makes it easier for them just in case they don't like it. Is that accurate? A hundred percent. You know, uh, uh, the best sellers on Reverb right now are also the ones who understand that component. Yeah. You know, it's it's not going to go away for better or for worse. Amazon has taught us that can't you return everything um, <laughs> and get a full refund? Yeah. Uh, so that that's why the better that any seller can go to describe the item that they are selling, you know, it helps optimize the chance that the buyer who does end up purchasing it will be happy. Okay. Okay. And nope. and then that goes. That that goes along with uh, another step that uh, a seller should do. They should not only take good pictures, good presentation, accurate descriptions, but also have a good uh, return policy slash warranty po- uh, policy. Absolutely, I mean, the best sellers, uh, you know, they they apply the same things that work well in their you know their retail operation. Should they have one online, all those things, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they work. And and I, I spend so much time coaching sellers. On just applying same best practices in store to online, uh, like yes, wow. yeah, okay. have a good return policy. Like if someone comes back into your store three days later, you know, are you really not going to take that return? Are you not going to try and sell them something different instead? Sure, you sure. know, like it, it works. It's it's business one hundred and one. You know, same thing with customer service. Yeah, business one hundred and one. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of people. Uh, obviously, in the United States, there's a lot of what I would call smaller towns. And one thing that I hear a lot of is, I'm in a town of only ten thousand people, and I don't sell what I used to sell because of. And you know, everybody can list why those reasons are. Um, how can we tell those people? Yeah, you live in a small community. But the world is at your fingertips by the platform that we're talking about because now they're, they're a billion customer potential out there instead of 10,000. Is that accurate? Yeah, it, it sounds like you just did it for me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we, just, we just put you on the <laughs> Well, you can elaborate better than me, so elaborate. So, I mean, but that, that's the advantage of just selling online in general. You know, it, it makes the world smaller and, and, frankly, I think a really, really nice way. You know, it's you every every single one of those sellers who who might voice that frustration what they also don't quite understand is 
you know, everyone creates music. Everyone, everyone is making music. Even in that town of 10,000, I'm willing to bet that, you know, a bigger percentage than we're probably willing to give credit to play an instrument. They have a guitar in their house. They have a drum set. They, yeah. they have something going on, you know, and they actually have access to inventory, you know, like checking their local Facebook marketplace, you know, yeah. they can go, go ahead and check Facebook, you know, that's inventory that they can buy because mm -hmm. frankly, those people like won't come to Reaver because they're scared to ship yeah. or, you know, they, they don't want to put in the, the work to figure that out. Um, there is opportunity there. And then the opportunity mm -hmm. for the seller is then to go and get that inventory in the hands of someone that lives in New York City or someone that lives, you know, down in Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah. You know, or someone else that lives in a 10,000-person town all the way in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had you know, seen – I I saw a statistic recently that the – I think the global used market in 2017 was like $20 billion. It was just astronomical. Wow. Uh, I mean, and you, you got to think about now that Reverb is now creating the opportunity for just about anybody to join in on that uh, on that global market. So it makes it easy. It makes it doable. Yeah. And, and like you keep saying, you, you keep trying to make it as easy as possible for these people to join in. We just – you more and more people just have to understand how easy it is, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and – and the reality is, uh, you know, retailers can also play a more active role. You know, like we have, you know, the best retailers in the United States, they're on Reverb, you know, and they get it. The one of the again, one of the biggest opportunities for them is to go and start looking in their local communities to see where there are other people who, you know, aren't going to find Reverb. You know, like that, that's an opportunity for them to source that inventory. They can throw it up on their walls. They can throw it up on Reverb. You know, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to collect market share, right? All these yeah, retailers yeah. should be thinking the more inventory, the better. You know, the most important thing you can do on Reverb is list and list consistently. Um, and the way that I, I kind of metaphor I give to, to retailers who aren't quite getting it is, you know, like say you open up a, you know, a, a new brick and mortar location and you put 10 items in it. How long do you think that business is going to be around? Yeah, like, yeah, not very long. Location with just 10 items, like, don't treat Reverb any different. So, great, say you start with a thousand items, but now after five months, you've sold all the good stuff, and now you all you got left is the crap that nobody really wants. It might be overpriced, or maybe you have, you know, like you paid too much for it. It's like, well, that business is also going to go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. You got to keep on bringing in that new stuff because that's what brings people not only back to your brick and mortar location, but it's what brings people back to your reverb shop. Yes. You know, yeah. it's business for one, it applies. <laughs> Mm. You actually said something interesting. You said you need to list, list, and list. Uh, if, if a lot of people probably have a lot of questions on the whole uh, the bumping bumping your listings, which mm -hmm. I know a lot of yeah, I'm in conversations a lot of times with uh, with our clients that talk about bump. Is it beneficial? Is it not beneficial? What would you okay. say to those people that want to bring that into question? So what I always tell sellers whenever they're questioning bump, you know it's. It's an advanced marketing cost. The idea behind it is you're going to contribute extra margin for increased sell-through. You know, it should be a business decision that you make. And if you have the margin on it and you want to start doing more and more volume, bumping is the only way to go. Unless you're going to price dirt cheap, you know, in which case, yeah, people will find that inventory, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the reality is we'll do also have a million listings on our platform. <laughs> um, and while that is a great thing for consumers because it means that, 
they have a million different items that they can possibly choose to purchase from. Mm-hmm. That's where it becomes a little bit more difficult for sep- uh, for sellers to separate themselves from their competitors on the platform. Um, Bump is one of the only tools that we currently have available to give those sellers that additional exposure mm-hmm. to make sure that they're able to secure a piece of it, you know, uh, secure a sale um, over one of their competitors. Uh, so the, kind of the two examples I use here is, you know, particularly with brand new, we're, we're in a place where because we have maps in the United States, you know, how many sellers are selling the same exact guitar using the same exact photos, using the same exact description at the same exact price? You know, literally all you're banking on is trying to be the first listing that a buyer clicks on because there's zero differentiation between the two, you know, or between the on the platform. Bump is going to be that tool to make sure that you're able to get that sale over your competitors. Okay. Um, and then use inventory. I highly recommend it, particularly for for crowded um, you know, categories, electric guitars, you know, pedals, because we have probably well over several thousand used Fender American Tellies made, you know, <laughs> made in the early part of, uh, of this decade, right? What makes yours? And in that case, you want to make sure that your listing is, is one of the first, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, it's basic business 101. Like, if, if there's a, a Walmart, you know, on your way uh, to go get groceries before you get to the Target, well, you're probably going to go into the Walmart first, right? Yeah. They're advertising. But then you know with a big old billboard, same thing, unless you're like a hardcore, you know, target advocate. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> which, I got you. Which my wife is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. But anyways. <laughs> Own a music store or sell guitars online? Need more inventory to stay competitive in today's market? MIRC is the nation's largest wholesaler of quality used guitars. Visit www.mircweb.com to become a dealer today. Hey, let's go back a little bit and and talk about the difference with the online and the people that sell brick and mortar. Because one thing that I try to communicate with people uh, that own brick and mortar, I and I've often said this and said, if I owned a music store, everything I owned would be online as well. Um, because I think a lot of times we, we feel like uh, we need to put our heels in the dirt and just be brick and mortar. And we have a lot of people that are not embracing new platforms and new eras, a younger generation and stuff like that. Um, I think you guys have done a great job making it easy, acceptable, fun. There's a lot of things there. But but talk to us for a minute and, and talk to those dealers that – are on the fence and they really want to list things online, but they're nervous, they're scared, they haven't done it. They might be an age that technology scares them a little bit. Help us out with that. That's it right there. Um, one of the most frustrating parts of this job is when I talk to a retailer who does get it, where they want to sell online, they want to be a part of this, they know that they need to you know, evolve the way they're doing business, but they don't have the technical capability. And I don't even mean like, you know, their own actual understanding of it, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't I don't have an intimate knowledge of how computers work. I trust that they work, though. Right. It's not yeah. that it's, it's a lot of these retailers are married to really old tech. Right. Yes. The best sellers on our platform are the ones who have upgraded their POS, you know, within the past five years, because they know that that's going to be the investment that's going to carry them through the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm number of sellers who are so afraid to invest in technology for themselves for their for their actual business you know like on some level like that's that's not scalable you know the number of dealers i talk to who still write things on on paper invoices 
You know, like that's that's not the sign of a successful 21st century business. Yeah, gotcha. So I, I try and have as many conversations just preaching the importance of I, maybe you invested in tech 20 years ago and it still works, you know, it's kind of like the devil, you know, yeah, at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. The reality is a lot of that older software hasn't been optimized or hell, even updated, you know, yeah. by, by today's standards, right? I hate to be uh, kind of a naysayer, but I've seen many stores close permanently because they'll say, hey, we didn't, we didn't adjust our business model to incorporate online sales. Not just reverb, you know, just, uh-huh. just in yeah. And I've yeah. seen a number of businesses tell me, hey, we're only around because of a service like reverb. Really? You know, it's because mm-hmm. they made the business investment, you know, in themselves as an operation to grow and, and scale. Right. Mm. Uh, and again, the metaphor I use here is like, you know, 20 years ago, if you bought a guitar, you know, you change the strings on it. Right. Imagine if you didn't. You, you probably had that real nasty tinny sound. You've probably gotten tetanus a handful of times, you know. <laughs> so like you, you changing strings, you probably don't even have fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you changing strings is is just like a cost of of playing guitar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Being a retailer in the 21st century investing in your tech that you use in store is a cost of doing business at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I will have that conversation with everyone who wants to have it. It's the most important thing that they can do. Well, you did a, you actually have been here before and did a seminar on even the ease of doing listings with your phone. So, yeah. I mean, we're there. We're so the if they don't even, even if they don't have computers and great cameras, you, you're obviously going through store owners going, Hey man, do you have an iPhone? Do you have any kind of phone with a camera? You can pull it up, you can sell it and this, you can sell it. This, this is stronger than a handful of computers that I know some dealers are using. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're taking yeah. great pictures today. I mean, you know, some of these phones yeah. the the uh, have the greatest cameras ever, you know, you know, and, 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 and you're totally right, Nate. Uh, yeah, I have all these little metaphors just to make everything as digestible as possible for these these, these retailers, you know. And, and the way that I, I look at listings, it's like, I look at it like weight loss. Sure, my doctor told me I need to lose 20 pounds, right? I'm not losing weight by continuing to eat the same stuff I eat every night and not exercising. Dang if it. I want to lose weight, I, I know. God, and you're weird. making me feel kind of weird right now. Can we talk about <laughs> <No>. something else? <laughs> The reality is, if you want to if you want to get good at something, you have to allocate time to it, right? Yes. Yeah. Like sometimes I have a very hard time having the same conversation with retailers who understand they need to make time, you know, to to create listings to be successful on Reverb, mm-hmm. but then actually don't make the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like we tell retailers all the time, like get into work thirty minutes early, you know, and tell yourself I got to get four listings up. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yes. Yes. And, you know. And, like you have to make time. If I'm gonna lose weight, I gotta exercise. That yeah. means I gotta wake up at five o'clock so I can go for a quick jog. You know, yeah. like nothing just happens. I, something that uh, on that topic where you talk about getting to work earlier and get listing done, you're speaking in a very proactive way. And one thing that I know I have seen the struggle be over the last generation or so is the is the typical music is a music store i'm getting a little bit of a delay or a, a feedback in here but hopefully you can hear me is that they uh they are so used to customers coming into the store that no longer
longer do they realize that they have to go reach out and get mm-hmm. customers. Absolutely. And what you're talking about is being proactive and saying, hey, make something happen. Don't wait for it to happen, but make something happen. Absolutely. A- absolutely. It's, it's that proactive spirit that, that the, frankly, the best sellers on Reverb have. You know, and, and a lot of retailers want to know, like, man, what could I be doing more of? What could I be doing more of? And it's, it's that word. Yeah. It's being, you know, you see the opportunity. You all are smart business people. You've been around for, you know, decades, you know, and I'm sure you've weathered some sort of transition once or twice in your life. This is just the next one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The difference is I have an entire team of people who are willing to help in any way humanly possible to make that a reality for you. Yeah. Well, the, the difference is you guys are making it an easy transition. Oh, yeah. You're making it – this should be – again, I I look at everything in, in certain ways. Reverb should be a profit center for businesses, an yep. additional profit center because, again, we're reaching outside of our town, our community, into a global market, and, and to capture that audience of people out there – is huge. So instead of put our feet in the in in the dirt and drag our heels, we need to run towards you guys, you know. And and I think you guys are making it so easy, so acceptable, and in a lot of ways a great experience. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah, I, I'm so happy you hear it. Um, and you know what? It is going to uh, you know it's visiting Merck during summer NAM. It's going to winter NAM, and and we set up dealer meetings and and. Just meeting everyone just face to face and hearing it from them yeah. is is inspiring. It, it makes coming back to the cold Chicago winter uh, <laughs> where it's twenty degrees outside, you know, and, and and it makes this building feel warmer, you know. Yeah. Uh, Reverb, we're we're not where we still want to be, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we we still have so much more to offer the community. We are just getting started in terms of what we're able to do for this industry, but I trust that we have built enough goodwill. In this industry, you know, I know early on when we came to the scene, people thought that we would, you know, we were going to make the pie smaller. And I think after five, six years, you know, people have seen we're actually making the pie bigger. Yeah. You know, yeah. The other side, too, is you guys are really reaching out for people to come and join on your platform as buyers. And retailers have got to understand that, how much you guys are trying to get people to come to that. They've got to, you know, latch onto that and embrace that and say, wow, look what Reverb's doing. They're bringing tons of people into my store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we have anywhere between 11, 12 million, last I checked, unique visitors visiting a month. You know? wow. Are you um, kidding me? My goodness. goodness. You know, if, if your website or your actual store gets that, you know, that much traffic, good on you. <laughs> good job. Yeah. <laughs> but for what it's worth, I mean, that's, that's what we're trying to, that, that's the value that we're adding to mm-hmm. it, you know? And, and frankly, we run on slimmer margins than all the retailers, you know, at 3.5%. Um, you know, we're, we are trying to make a little bit go a long, long, long way. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it's a community where we're grateful for all the sellers who took a chance with us early on and who continue to join now and continue to use us. And all the buyers who we find are making, you know, not their first purchase, but their 10th. You know, maybe decide to spend $100,000 this calendar year, wow. which I yeah. envy those people. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a great experience, and you know, going back to the beginning, I've been here for three years. I can only imagine what the next three years will yeah. will bring. It's yeah. gonna be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've talked we've talked a lot about the 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 stuff that you do with the mainstay of of stuff, and that's selling product and creating that platform. But I also view you guys as a destination place, meaning you guys do cool articles 
product reviews. Tell us what else you guys do because every musician even if you're not uh, in the market to buy something, should visit you guys because there's cool content in there. So explain that. Oh, man. All right. So content has just been a, a huge part of what's made us uh, you know, what we are. It's, it's always, I find that our content is a nice mix of, I know you like this, here's more of it. Mm. And, hey, by the way, you should check out this thing as well. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Like I'm looking into synths now more than I ever have in my life, and yeah. um, and I'm a piano player. That's that's that was my original instrument. So I never got synths though because I hated the way they felt on my hands. You know, like I, I wanted something that was like a fully weighted keyboard. That was me, yeah. kind of a snob. Yeah. Um, but now it's like we got synths around the office. I'm playing with new things. I'm like, oh man, like this was this was kind of thrown in the middle of an email I got from Reverb about you know uh, Stuart Copeland. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to see, like, you know, learn about one of the best drummers of, you know, I think one of the best drummers of all time. Um, great. Now, drummer. like, I'm looking at, yeah, great drummer. Um, and, and now I'm looking at, like, you know, some great synth content. And, and that is just such a big part of the strategy, you know, is also trying to understand where do we need to grow awareness. Mm. Um, anyone can figure this out. You can go to Reverb and you can see we have X number of listings in, in these categories, you know, and, and for Reverb to, to have impact we have we want to speak to to all musicians yeah you know we don't want to just be a guitar website so i at least can feel like from a first-hand you know uh, first-hand experience here i am as as a bass player as well you know primarily just reading a lot of the guitar pedals and effect content now just being sucked into something else because i love the way reverb presents sure, this information sure. yeah yeah absolutely. So, so it's a destination place all musicians should absolutely. go to reverb absolutely and you know and frankly in many ways i feel like we can be doing more you know i'm mm -hmm. not part of the the content team so um i don't want to i don't want to go in there and dictate your strategy based off of what i'd like to see let's do it the heck but, with them. you know I <laughs> they don't know what to do. Nah. <laughs> hey, whose idea no, was it to uh man, I thought it was creative to have either artists or band pages selling their personal yeah. gear. I mean, who came up with that idea and who was the first band or person to do it? Oh gosh. Man, I do not know. <laughs> I do not know who the first band was. I know that we we just have such a steady stream of them at this point that yeah. <laughs> like when we did Moby, that I thought that would just kind of blew my mind. We had like all of his old, you know, synths and, and things like that. And then we also had a bunch of his LPs as yeah. well. So you know, we just recently launched, um, you know, a, a vinyl marketplace. Yeah. So here we were able to push, you know, Moby's old synths and then also go and sell his record collection. I just thought like, God, that's, that's, that's awesome. Insane. We can do something like this. Yeah. Now, how's the um, records doing? Talk about that for just a sec. Uh, it's, it's doing great. It's so much fun. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'm not I'm not a record person. I, I need headphones. And I need this thing to travel with me everywhere I go. But it's I found, particularly like with young children, like I'm getting them into the habit of sitting down and listening and appreciating and dancing to music. <laughs> like, my daughter can't tell me, oh, go put on Taylor Swift for, you know, the 50th time today. It's like, no, no, no. We're going to sit down and we're going to listen to, you know, Simon and Garfunkel's greatest hits. And then we will sing Feeling Groovy together like a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, so it's, man. Yeah. It's been, it's been really nice, like, from that aspect. But, you know, we've, um, it, it's been a great holiday season. You know, the, the number of people um, who we see just, just coming from Reverb.com and deciding to make an LP purchase as well. Um, it's it's really really exciting. That's only been open 
for about a year yeah. now. And, you know, I know that our, still our best years are, are ahead of us, mm-hmm. but it's been been one hell of a journey to, to kind of go down alongside Reverb.com. So what else do you guys got going on? What, what else are you guys working on? Anything cool? Anything fun? Or, or they got you tight-lipped over there? Well, you know, tight-lipped enough. I mean, to be honest, we're getting ready for NAM right now. You know, yeah. we have the holidays, and then we have NAM. So, you know, these November, the months of November, December, January are, I kind of consider it our playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. we through the season, but we need to make sure that we have enough energy for right now, in addition to all of our rest of life responsibilities, like traveling, visiting family, you know, still stay focused, come in, do the holidays, and then do NAM, which is always just, just such an experience. Um, I had never been prior to working at Reverb, so um, after that, I'm probably going to pass out for a week. Yeah. Well, I kicked it off last year uh, a good with you because I was a first day, first appointment. And I think I was late because I had to go park the car in the rain or something. Yes, I remember that. That's, <laughs> I remember that. Well, I'll get with you next week as a sidebar, and we'll, we'll nail down a time for uh, January. Actually, Nate's going to be there. And so is Ian. And Ian back there uh, doing all the, all the hard, heavy lifting is going to be with us as well. You know, I didn't think you liked Ian enough to bring him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 he can hear this. Yeah, uh, yeah that's good. <clears throat> no, that's that's awesome. Hey, there's a obviously uh, to you know covering everything about reverb and where you're going forward. We have to at least stop and admit you guys hit a huge milestone lately. Why don't you tell us what that yeah. is? Yeah, so we have sold over a billion dollars worth of music gear. Crazy, on our- man. Yeah. A billion. You said a billion with a B, right? A billion. Congratulations. A billion. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we're just hoping that the next billion comes in a fraction of the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys did it in five or six years, you say? Yeah. We, yeah. That's so, insane, uh, man. It, it really is. And, and again, like, I'd never worked at a, at a startup before, you know, like a, a really kind of fast-growing company like this. I came from the, the music industry where I was licensing music for, for TV shows and commercials and things like that. So to move from music publishing, record label side to, to this, and then really be a part of like on the ground, like starting from scratch, seeing how much we were selling in a day to like what we're selling now. And it's like, wow, mm. you know, like it's humbling. It, it really is incredibly humbling and I, I'm grateful. Hey, congratulations. Yes. Okay. Yeah, thank hey, you. Hey, thank how you. many people you guys got up there now? Um, I think we're we're just under 200 globally. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, we have um, maybe like 170 or so in this office. We have like another 10, 15 in Amsterdam, and then we have uh, a handful in our Japan office. And then we have a couple people um, just kind of working remotely, like in Australia, in Germany. Things like that. What was the main um, thought behind opening a spot in Amsterdam and Japan? You know, at the end of the day, we're an American company. Um, and while, yes, the United States is, you know, the largest um, country for, for retail, uh, there's so much opportunity around there. And I don't want to pretend for a second that I know what French people need to see or hear how, you know, to be communicated to yeah. in order to sell and purchase on the platform, you know. So it's smart that we go establish a base of operations in that time zone with people who can literally speak the language yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but to actually understand the the different market trends in those territories because it's it's different you know japan has taught us that japan is a is a vastly different you know country than than the united states and you know they, there there's a lot mm-hmm. well i was I, sorry to cut you off i was going to say that they love vintage gear don't they you can walk down, you know, the street in, in, in Tokyo and you will literally walk by 
a hundred thousand uh hundred thousand vintage guitars really you know it, it is a magical magical place um and I, i've not been i've only heard stories and seen pictures and i'm like i cannot wait to go we should open a Japanese uh, an office in Japan so I can go, and that that was the reason why we made that decision. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. So share with us for a second, and, and this may be a kind of a, a hard question to answer, but what is one of the number one SKUs that you sell on on Reverb, electrics, acoustics? I, I mean, what is that? I always tell retailers not they, they ask that question, and it's the same stuff that sells well in store. Okay. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kazoos. Yeah, it's kazoos. It's like other <laughs> You know, but, but it's going to be, you know, your Fender American Tellies, you know, Strats. It's, it's going to be your Ditto Loopers, you know. I, it, it really is, is not a surprise. What what we do see in terms of, of trends, um, and by the way, I, all, all the sellers listening to this are, are likely reverb-preferred sellers, and we send out a, a seller newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um about every four or six weeks and we do have a nice little section there talking about different market trends that we've mm-hmm. seen so uh, that's just a great place to get like continual information like this moving forward but you know uh, looking at the keys and synth commuting making sure that um, like euro racks are kind of like this new hot fad yeah um, for you know a, a few years now and it's like it's still going strong it, it's little things like that like really kind of like niche you know, sub product category type. You're like, wow, why is why is that doing really really well? Yeah. Um, you know, um, anything from you know pedals and effects, electric guitars. I'm not gonna tell you anything that's gonna surprise you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I was I was hoping something, but uh, it sounds like it's the same old same old, right? I mean, there, there's a reason why they're blue chip brands, right? <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. You got me in there. <clears throat> well, what else do you want to share with us, or is there anything you want to, uh, anybody listening out there, any message you want to get to them, or uh, anything? I mean, we've talked a lot about customer service, ease of operation, product to sell on there. We've covered a ton of things. Of course, we've skimmed over it, um, but yeah. the one thing that uh, I'll, I'll go over again is the ease of using your guys' platform and also to communicate with you. But what else yep. do did, did we not cover that you need to cover uh, uh, in, in this podcast? I would say for, for the retailers who are listening, and hell, even an individual seller who, who's listening, it, it comes down to accountability. You know, you're going to get what you put into it here. And, and the, the one thing I like to tell any retailer is, yet you need to assign someone to reverb success. You need to make someone accountable for it. You know, someone who you can say, listen, you know, person, part-time college student who's here, who's home, I'm, you know, I'm going to pay you, you know, 10 bucks an hour. And what I need you to do is put up 10 listings on reverb every hour. Yeah. That is your goal. That is what success is. At the end of two hours, pretty binary. You got 20 listings up or do you not? Yeah. All right. You've only got up there. Sounds like you need to find a new intern. You You need to dedicate someone to your reverb success, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, again, just going back to business 101, a lot of people are are just so fixated on on winning the Super Bowl, but they forget that what you need to get are just a handful of first downs right now. And that begins with listings. Establish a process, something that you can hold yourself accountable for. Don't think about the Super Bowl. Think about winning this game. Think about getting the touchdown. Think about getting your first down. Yeah, yeah, very true. The good thing about reverb is it seems like, uh, you know, if we're going to make a reference to uh, what about Bob, 
uh, you know, it's about baby steps and reverb kind of, kind of, it's a great movie. Actually, I hate that movie because I, I, I want to hit him in the face with a two by four, the entire movie. But anyways, but anyways, it is baby steps and reverb kind of helps you go, okay, listen, this isn't a huge deal. You guys can take, take your first step, take some pictures. Guess what? Get some pictures. We'll even help you edit them and crop them within the program, within the software. And it just makes it easier to take the next step, the next step. And, uh, man, you guys have been perfect. Perfect at that. Yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, open offer to, to anyone listening to this. Just email seb at reverb.com, stb at reverb.com, and either myself or someone on my team will respond to you and and just give you you know like a, a quick consultation on what things you could be doing to optimize your presence on the platform. Yeah. It is what my team is here to do. That offer is available twenty four seven. All right. Well, maybe not or twenty seven. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know but. To help you grow, this is where you know uh, I want to invest my team's resources and make sure that you guys are able to optimize, you know, your time on the side and and, yeah. and help grow, you know, your business. Yes. Well, Seb, we appreciate you immensely. Absolutely, you're a rock star in our book. Yeah. Reverb, uh, I love you guys. Um, we are going to send people Seb. Uh, at Reverb.com. Get ready. Hopefully we'll invade your inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good thing. But, you, but you, you've been there long enough, you could just kind of pass them on. <laughs> you can let other people do it. So No, I'm just kidding. You've been very helpful. Um, all of our customers that are listening need to send that email. That's the first thing. Take some action. Send the email. Get started. Make sure that uh, at the end of this year and also in 2019 that you are on Reverb, you are active, you Mm -hmm. are making money. There's tons of money out there uh, that is available. And I I always tell the salesman, somebody's buying a guitar right now, but are they buying it with you? And I think we can extend that out. And uh, everybody needs to hear that because you may be in a small community, you may have a small network, but you guys are global. You guys are huge. You guys are the ones that are t- helping people go to the next level. That's right. And so everybody needs to to get on board with you. So we appreciate you. Um, we'll see you in uh, a month and a little change. Over a month. I'm excited about yeah. that. It'll yeah. Be a good time. We should go. Uh, maybe we should do like a lunch meeting instead. Great lunch that's, meeting. That's the best idea. Yeah. It's all about food, baby. All right. Good seeing you, Seb. Uh, and uh, I'll. I appreciate it. We'll get with you uh, yeah. next week, and we'll nail down a date. That's We're, good, my friend. Nate's going to close us out here. Yep, absolutely, Seb. We appreciate it. We've always been huge champions of Reverb here uh, with what everything we do. But, man, Richard, great episode. Man, I think a yep. lot of people will uh, gather a lot of information from yes. what we've uh, yes. talked about today. So I agree. Appreciate it. Seb, have a great See day. You. We'll talk to you soon. See you, man. Peace out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Other Side. Man, uh, Seb is a wealth of knowledge. Been at that company uh, for quite a while, several years, maybe about three years, he said. But I'm telling you what, if you're not using Reverb uh, as a profit center or to catapult your business forward, then you need to be doing it. You listen to every great reason uh, why Reverb would be a benefit to your uh, business, and you need to be doing it. So, hey, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you got a lot from it. If you do, please give us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter so you can keep up with what we're doing. And, uh, hey, have a great day. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.
Franklin Strap has been designing, manufacturing, and distributing premium guitar straps and the Glider Capo since 1999. Our consistent premium quality materials, timeless designs, and support from the most impressive musical retailers in America have made Franklin America's go-to guitar strap brand. Our catalog was designed so that your inventory dollars are put to the best use. As a small business, we understand that every cent matters. Each one of our series is a consumer market designed for the needs of a specific player. Every single model must meet a quality, economic, and aesthetic criteria that defines our brand. We price our straps based on the needs of the working musician rather than corporate profit goals, all while keeping the economics in the USA. And this philosophy is the DNA that gives Franklin its unique legitimacy. It also inspires us to earn your confidence, trust, and loyalty. Visit franklinstrap.com and don't hesitate to call or email with any questions on how to become the next member of the Franklin family. 615-791-7057. Info at franklinstrap.com. Franklin, the soft strap. Thanks for listening to the Music Retail Show. 